So you love making music and you dream of getting your music into films, TV, and media. That's all well and good, but you've got bills to pay. So how can you make the music that you love to make and get paid to do it? That's what I'm gonna talk about today. Hello and welcome to the Modern Composer Podcast. My name is Stephen Keach and I want to help you write sync-ready music so that you can get placements in films, TV, and media so that you can make a passive income and create a sustainable career in music. So how do you make money writing music that you love? In this episode, I'm going to lay out some of the many ways that we as composers can make money and give you some tips and some pitfalls to avoid. A lot of pitfalls that I have made myself. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Before we dive into the specifics, I want to explain the importance of having diversity in your income streams. Although it's important to focus on specific goals, every part of this industry can be volatile sometimes. You can easily be affected by, say, the writer strikes, uh, recessions that are cutting marketing budgets, companies cutting down on their music departments, and many other things that can flip your model on its head. The things that I mentioned in this podcast are not in any particular order, and for the most part, they can all go hand in hand. So it's best to implement at least three of these things. Since the theme of the Modern Composer podcast is licensing music, that's exactly where I'm going to start you can license your music. That is one of the best ways to create regularity in your income, in my opinion. You can do the work once and get paid for it for years to come. And you get many different income streams from this one thing. So let's go over some of the ways that you can license your music. You can license your music through micro licensing and royalty-free libraries. You can submit your music to websites like Artlist.io, Musicbed, MotionArray, Musicvine, Storyblocks. There are literally hundreds of companies out there. All you have to do is just search in Google licensing companies and hundreds will come up. Now, eventually someday I'll go into detail about each one of these companies and maybe give you a downloadable list uh, with links where you can check it out. But for right now, just do the Google search and you will see so many different companies. And all of these companies make different deals with their composers and the pay varies greatly. There are non-exclusive deals and exclusive deals. The non-exclusive deals are great because you can put the same music on multiple platforms and get paid from each platform. The exclusive deals are also great, but for different reasons. Most exclusive deals are going to give you a better rate per download or license. Uh, they're going to prioritize your music and push it a little bit more because your music is only on that platform. Now, there are also deals where uh, companies will hire you based on a work for hire. So you're doing the work, they're going to own the master and the publishing, uh, but they're going to give you a nice paycheck up front. Sometimes that's great because we need cash now, not later on. There is traditional sync licensing. Uh, these companies usually deal with artists as opposed to composers, and they tend to look for vocal music. Uh, this is a great place for singer-songwriters and bands to get their music licensed, TV shows, movies, and commercials. You're going to do fewer licenses on these platforms, uh, but your fees for the licenses that you land are going to be a lot higher. And a lot of the back end royalties are also going to be higher. 
A PRO is a performance royalty organization that will collect performance royalties on your behalf. You need to make sure that all of your music that you're putting on these websites are registered with your PRO. A performance uh, is basically just whenever your song is played on the radio, on TV, in a movie, you just need to make sure that all of your music is registered properly and they can collect on your behalf. Performance royalties can really add up over time and once your catalog grows and your cue sheets grow, you are really going to like those quarterly checks. Honestly, for me, it's really added up and it's become a pretty good portion of my income. Don't forget to create your own publishing company so you can collect the publishing royalties that are owed to you as well. If you own your own publishing, the only way you can collect on those royalties is to start a publishing company, register it with your PRO, create a DBA, which is a doing business as, so you can cash those checks. And there's a lot of information online about how you can do this. There's uh, companies that will do it for you. Just look it up. Make sure you've got your publishing company all sorted out. Honestly, really, I think it took me maybe a day, a few hundred dollars to get it all sorted. And now I can collect on the publishing that is owed to me. Okay, so no one really buys albums anymore um, unless they're just a huge fan and you're selling something on vinyl. Uh, I've seen a few people put out cassette tapes. I did that. It's not super profitable, but I don't know. It's a different different time now. Um I put mine out probably eight years ago, and it was more as a joke. I thought it was hilarious. And it sounded pretty good on tape. It was very retro. Anyway, back to the subject, streaming. Uh, streaming is not going to pay you out a ton, but it's money. Money is money. So make sure you are putting your music out on streaming platforms as well, because you never know when something might hit on a playlist. I've had some playlist hits that uh, I was not expecting. And, you know, money is money. And I, I will accept it like anything else. So you can go to TuneCore, DistroKid, or any of those dis distribution platforms and distribute your music. Uh, try to get on those editorial playlists because they can really drive the streams up and more streams is more money and more eyes and ears on your music. Uh, another thing is selling physical albums and merch. Uh, if you're putting out music as an artist, uh, and you're starting to get a decent fan base, you can put your put up your online store and sell physical albums, t-shirts, koozies, or whatever else you think might be able to sell. Sell it. Uh, this is a business. So uh, see what you can do and what your fans might appreciate and do it. Uh, now, this is not something that I do uh, for my own projects because I've never put a lot of focus into getting fans that are not music supervisors and producers and directors. But it is something that if you're pursuing being an artist, especially if you're performing, then that's something that you should definitely think about. Hire out your production services. Uh, sell your skills as a service. If you are fast at editing, mixing, vocal tuning, or anything like that, you could do this for other producers. Uh, there are companies like Fiverr and Sound Better where you can put up a profile and say exactly what you do. I do uh, music editing services, podcast editing services, vocal tuning services, and you can get hired to virtually work on somebody else's project. Uh, if you're great at your instrument and you can record virtually, that is a great service to offer. Also go on Fiverr or Sound Better or something like that and Put your services available there and start to 
sell your services as a hired musician. Uh, you can record and produce or mix other artists. I know a lot of you out there are already producing other artists, and that's probably what you mainly do. Um, you can make a decent living off of that if you are connected with the right artists. And um, that's where I came from. I was a producer and an engineer before I started making licensing music. It's where I got all my chops for that. And honestly, it was a lot of fun. I don't really do it anymore because I've got a family, I've got a home studio, and it's just kind of hard to have bands in here all the time. And I kind of need to be a little bit more in charge of my own schedule. But it is a great way to make some extra income. This next one is by far my favorite, and it is it makes up most of my business now. Custom music and scoring. You can work with production companies, directors, marketing agencies on custom projects for commercials, films, TV shows, etc. Uh, now, these projects will have a lot higher upfront payouts, and they'll also have pretty good back-end royalties, too. So the way you get into this is networking, know people, start meeting people, go to film festivals, uh, hit up directors on Instagram and just say, Hey, I really like what you do. I'd love to meet you. Uh, you want to grab a coffee or you want to get on a zoom call? Uh, you can do all those things and meet those directors and try to collaborate with them. All right. The last thing I'm going to talk about, which there are more ways to make money as a composer, just look into it. There, there are so many different ways. The last thing I'm going to bring up is a day job. Have a day job. If you need one, if you're not making enough money, then have a day job. There's nothing wrong with that. Drive for Uber Eats, drive uh, for Lyft or something like that and do your day job make a little extra money while you're building your catalog, while you're writing music for licensing. Uh, while you're networking with directors and producers, while you're uh, building up your fan base, work your day job. There's nothing wrong with that because money is money and we all need it to live. And eventually you can build up your income to where you don't need that job anymore. And that's what I think everybody, we're all working towards that. But if you have a job right now, you're in a really good place. Don't quit your day job. Just do music on the side, but do it in a way that is smart and building up your income so that your income is steady by the time you're ready to make that jump. Because no one wants to make the jump and then be broke and have to go get a job again. Uh, it's happened to me before several times. Nobody wants that. So you want to build up your income, do all of these things while you are working your day job. All right. This has been a short episode. I wanted to keep this to around 15 minutes, uh, mostly because this has been a crazy week. My youngest son is napping right now. He's home with me on Fridays and, uh, I only have a short amount of time. My other son goes to school five days a week, but he's been sick all week and he just went back again on Thursday. So yesterday, uh, it has been a crazy and wild week and I have a lot of work to do and I am exhausted. I don't know if you can see the bags under my eyes in this, uh, YouTube video, but I'm exhausted. Anyway, if you have any comments on how you make money as a composer, leave them in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you have any uh, suggestions or anything like that, questions, 
please hit me up. Go to themoderncomposer.com, hit the contact button, and shoot me an email. I would love to talk to you. If you have any ideas on what the next episode should be, uh, hit me up and let me know. If you want to know more about getting your music licensed for film, TV, and media, then go download my free guide, Four Simple Steps to License Your Music. All you have to do is go to themoderncomposer.com slash four simple steps. That's the number four simple steps and get your free guide now. One last announcement. There are a limited number of spots left for my course, the Sync Process Challenge. Sync Process Challenge will take you all the way from the beginning, all the way through to the end of the process of making your first release for sync and pitching it to licensing companies. So each week, it's a five week program and each week you will get a module that will help you start the process, meaning doing all your research. The next week, it'll help you write all of your ideas Uh, the next week after that, it'll help you produce and do all the production tricks that you need to do to get your ideas ready. Then the week after that is mixing. You will mix and master your release. And the fifth one and final one is packaging your release and getting it ready to pitch to licensing companies. So if you are interested in that, go to themoderncomposer.com slash sync dash process dash challenge. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.